Lord, we just thank you that we can come together this morning. We thank you for family. We thank you for being able to gather, Lord, together that we might go out and spread the good news of who you are and what you have done, Lord. I pray that as I speak this morning, the words that you've laid on my heart, Lord, that we just really grab hold of your word this morning, that if it needs to, that it would shift things in our hearts and our minds and our spirits, Lord, that we we would be expanded, that we would be enlarged, that we would grab hold of all that we are in you, Lord, in a deeper way. Lord, I pray for for, um, just a peace to come upon each person, Lord, where they've been struggling or stressing or there's been pressure this week, I just pray lifting off of that. And I would just be able to receive your word and it would not be stolen, but it would sink deep into our hearts and uh, bear fruit in our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. <clears throat> All right. I want to talk this morning about strength. Now, often uh, we don't know how strong we are until we're put under pressure. If you've ever lifted weights, you won't know how strong you are until you try to lift one or how strong you aren't, if whatever the case may be. But uh, we actually don't know how strong we are until we are tested. Is that right? Yeah. And, uh, and our strength will be revealed or our lack of strength will be revealed then. Um, so I just want to read a little quote. It says, when times are tough, we have a built-in instinct to depend on God for strength. It is, however, our pride... And often our sin that prevents us from running towards him and receiving this strength. Because no one enjoys feeling weak. We like to be strong. We like to be independent, especially if we live in Australia. We, we're brought up to be independent. We do it ourselves. We get on with it, don't we? Yeah? We've all got that good Aussie independent streak. Yes. Some more than others. And I think some people come out of the womb like that. They're just like, some are more timid and others are like, just go for it. And uh, no, I'm right on the playground. See your mum, dad, just leave me alone. I've got this. Yes? And others are more timid and we need to learn to be, you know, strong. But uh, God actually wants us to depend on him. And so if you're more of an independent streak in you, then that's a little bit harder. And uh, if sometimes you're a bit more timid, then, then we have to really press in and, and find God for our strength. But either way, whatever sort of person we came out as, because I think it's just inbuilt, um, you know, you can have two kids, same family, and one's this way and one's the other, and it's like, how did that happen? But it does, believe me. But one of the greatest struggles we have to learn is how to learn to depend on God. Because if we depend on just ourselves and we depend on just the strength that we have in ourselves and, and the ability that we have in ourselves and the talents and the know-how and the knowledge and the wisdom just in ourselves as a human being, you know what? We're always going to live far below what we are created to live like. We are always going to be limited by our humanness. If we just depend on our own strength and our own resources, we're going to live a limited life. And the things that you see in God's word that he did and says we can do, the things that you see other people are able to do in God, we will always be limited to not reach our full potential in him if we just rely on what we can do depending on just little old me. So I want to speak this morning about what God actually says we are. Are you ready? Because you're not human. Look to the person next to you and say, you're not, you're not just human. 
actually been recreated in him. And there's this awesome scripture that I've just been stuck in for probably about 18 months. And I want you to turn or find it on your gadget at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. Because this will change how you see yourself. This will change how you see yourself and whether you want to just be independent of God and, you're, and just live by the strength you have or whether you want to actually tap into what God has for us and what he has created and done for us. Because this is quite cool. And I could sit in this verse for, I don't know, forever, I think, because there's so, there's so much depth in it and I could talk forever, but I'm only just going to give you this much. All right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Underlying this scripture in your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, underline the in, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that's important, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The first step to getting strong is to acknowledge that we need God. That we actually have run out of our strength. And some people that takes a little bit longer than others. Or to acknowledge that the dreams and visions that you are seeing, there's no way that you can reach them by yourself and your own ability. And the more stubborn you are, the more that it's going to take. But God says that he has something for us. And that scripture I just read out is what it is. The first step is not just a mental ascent of, oh yeah, I want God in my life, but actually to say, I need him. I cannot be the person that I know deep down I am meant to be, that I'm created to be, that I am called to be, unless I have him in my life. Everywhere I see, I am falling short, you know, and, and you know, we can be good in our own ability. We can be successful in the things we do, but I'm telling you this morning, there is far more. Ephesians 3.20 says that you hope for something, you dream for something, you speak out something and God says he will do far above, beyond what you could possibly think, dream or imagine. He will do that. That's what he has planned for us. But it comes with us acknowledging that we cannot do that in our own strength and our own wisdom and our own ability. He has so much more, but it comes out of that scripture as you're a new creation. Now that word new creation is kainos. In the Greek. See, sometimes you've got to dig to find the gems, don't you? You've got to get in there and find the gem. And this is a gem. And kainos is a word that was, I am a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Is that new creation? I know some of you have heard me talk about this before. Is that you are a new being. Divine DNA has been placed in the inside of you. If you've asked Jesus into your life, if you said, I want you, God, I recognise my need of you, I need to be forgiven, I cannot do this by myself, that is the first point of being able to be a new creation. If you hold back and don't give it all, you're only, you're just kind of compartmentalising your life and you'll never be everything that God says you can be. That new creation word, kainos, means that we, that we it's, it's 
that we've never been seen before. It's not like he just puts on a new person over the top of the old one. It's that we're a new creation, never been seen before, that you are, you are um, what's the word for it? That you are completely brand new. You know, when Jesus came to earth, he didn't just want to restore the old human line. He said, I want to make a brand new being that is not limited by the world so that you can step in and out of heaven, that you can step into supernatural things, that you can do the things that Jesus did. That's what he, why he says, you will do greater things that I have done. And we go, really? Think of the things Jesus did. List three things he did that you haven't done. And he said, you will do greater things than I have done. Why? Because when we are made a new creation, that kainos, just never been seen before, you are able to tap in to who he is. It says, in Christ, and it's really important, when you are in him and he's in you, when we're in him and he's in us, then something happens on the inside. We are recreated. That's what the whole born again things. And we hear that and we think, oh, yeah, that's just a ticket to heaven. Yes, it is, but there is so much more. There is a supernatural round. There is a strength. There is a wisdom. There is a knowledge that comes because you have imparted to you the very DNA of the creator of the universe. Sometimes we've got to meditate on things. We've got to chew on things. We can't just gloss over it and go, oh, well, that's what that meant. This is a deep thing. You could sit and chew on this for quite a long time and still not get it all. That's why the word is called a living word because there's always more. You think you've reached understanding God? Uh-uh, there's always going to be more. You think you understand that scripture? There's always more because he is deep, deep, deep. And he wants to share the deep things of him with us. And one of those things that you're a new creation, old things are passed away, behold, all things have become new. So you are not confined to your family of origin and they're like that, so I'm going to be like that in the human sense. You are not confined by genetics. You are not defined by what happened to Uncle Fred or your dad or your mother. You're not confined to what the world says about you. You're not confined by your sex or your nationality any longer. You are a new creation in him and what he says you are is what you are. The power of the most high God who created the universe and said light be and it was, that is inside of you. That's why it says you have resurrection power to raise the dead, to open blind eyes, to walk through heavenly things, to see things. That's why you can see angels now because you are, and it says you are like gods. And we go, oh. We are not God, but we are as you know, we are as Jesus as he was in the world, so are we. Wherever he is, we can be. It says we're seated in heavenly places. There's things in that word there that are just gonna blow your little mind. And we just have to take the religious, you know, shutters off and go, let me just dig into this and see who am I? Because who you think you are, you haven't even scratched the surface. There is no limits in God. Jesus walked through walls. Come on now. He walked on water. He went from place to place. He disappeared. This stuff happening with people that would just like blow your, you know, you're just like, what? What the? 
There is so much beyond because we are not constrained and confined to being human. You are beyond human, as Justin says. We're beyond that. That's why we can speak and the mountain would be moved. That's why we can, we can, we can say to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and it will be done. It's just us knowing who we are. It's like if you won a million dollars or you just inherited a lot of money. Now, it's actually studies have shown that within five years, many of the people, if they were poverty-stricken or in lack, within five years they are broke, they have spent it all, and they're actually often in a worse place than they were before they received the money. Do you know why? Because of how they saw themselves. Their identity was in being poverty-stricken. They saw themselves as living in lack. They saw themselves at the bottom of the pile. And even when they had a million dollars in the bank or whatever they had received, because they saw themselves as this person that was in poverty, that's actually what they become. Because as you think, so you shall be, the Bible says. And so God desperately wants us to see ourselves how we actually are. If you have asked Jesus into your life, you are a conqueror. You are an overcomer. When you speak, things should happen. But we don't see ourselves that. In actual sense, we have an identity crisis. We know we don't want to go back here to where we used to be, that dead thing that was buried. That's a hag now. You don't want to pull that old thing up. Come on now. But we don't know how to grab hold of all that we see in the Word or see and we hear about. You know, people walking into trees and the trees talking to them. It's photograph. Come on. You know? It's like it's some way out stuff of people talking and walking with angels. It happens all the time of people laying hands on the sick and they will recover, of laying hands on the dead and they raise up. I have a friend, some of you might have met her, she's raised three or four people from the dead. She's very matter-of-fact about it, but she has. You know, of tumours falling off. Yeah, of money. I like this one because this happened, praise God. Of money multiplying in drawers. That's me. Woohoo! It multiplied. Yeah, it happens. But if we, our identity is back here and how we saw ourselves, we still see ourselves as broke. We still saw, see ourselves as in poverty. We see ourselves as in debt and lack and sickness and bound by our genetics and epigenetics and family lines and family illnesses. And my Aunt Bertha had thyroid disease, so I'm going to have it. I, my parents had diabetes, so I'm going to have it. My father died of cancer, so I will die of cancer. No way. If we see our identity in the past and in humanness, we're going to have an identity crisis because we know that that we shouldn't be there, but we don't know how to get to here. There's a gap. Yes? And God says, I want you to grab hold of who you are in me, that you are a new creation, new creation, never been seen before, absolutely brand spanking new. And that human limitations are no longer yours. The person sitting next to you is a super, superhuman. Super. Yeah, I know some of you might already know that. Yeah, a superstar, superhuman. But they actually are. It's it's like we're not normal. (laughs) We're not. If you try to be normal, you're going to have an identity crisis. If you try to be like everybody else, you're going to feel far below what you think you really deep down inside you know because the Holy Spirit keeps on saying, there's more, don't settle, 
Don't come down to that level. Don't get in the world's systems. Don't be controlled by the, what the world says. And the Holy Spirit will bug you because he is trying to tell you that's not your identity. Your identity is in Christ. And wherever he is, whatever he can do, whatever he says, that's what you are able to do. But the only way that we are able to grab hold of our new creation identity, a new creation reality, is to get hold of this thing called the Word of God and get into it and eat it and eat it and eat it and feed on it until we are so sure and can see ourselves how God sees us more than what the world says, more than what the system says. If we don't do that, we will sit in an identity crisis, always living below what God says we are able to. You know, I talked about that the anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing is the word of God. The anointing gets us fat. You're allowed to be fat in Jesus. You're allowed to get very, very, very fat because, you know, when, they would, when the yoke would go on the oxen's shoulders, if they got fat and very, very fat, they would break off the yoke. If you're sitting here and you know that you've got weights on you, you know that you're not living. And this is all of us because all of us are living below what is our new creation reality. Then we have to get fat on the word of what he says about us because our identity is found in him. It's found in Christ and we've got to know what it is. You know, we're singing this morning, I hold on to your promises. Do we know the promises? Do you know the promises of God? Because that is who you are now. And if you keep on not knowing the promises, you're going to keep on thinking you're that broke, sick, beaten, trodden down person who God says you are not. That person is dead and buried. But if we don't get hold of the promises of who God says we are and the identity that he says we are, we're going to struggle. We're going to struggle. He says that we are brand new. And every time you look in the mirror that you can speak and say, I am a brand new person. I am a new creation. I am not that person anymore. And speak at the mirror what God says you are, that you're an overcomer, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are bold and you are courageous, that you are healed by the stripes of Jesus, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Come on now, when you get it in, it comes out. When you get it in, it comes out. And, you know, when we're under pressure, that's how we know how strong we are. When we're under pressure, that's how we know what's in our our heart because out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you know that you speak rubbish, you know that you speak humanness instead of superhumanness. If you know that when you're under pressure or you're fearful and you speak the human instead of the superhuman, then you've got to just get some more of this. Eat, 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 eat. Fat, fat fat until you break the yoke off yeah and then you know what God's going to say all right let's get that thing off too because it's in our thinking it's in because what we think is what we become what we behold is what we see and we head towards that it's like what Philip said if we're focused on the problem instead of the promise we're just going to keep on focusing on the promise on the problem and you actually draw it into your life But if we focus on what God's word says, you are a new creation. What does that mean? What does it mean for me to be a new creation? Don't be lazy. Come on now. We cannot be lazy because the enemy will steal and plunder anything that we are too lazy to grab hold of. You know, he started as a serpent and he ends as a dragon. That's because he's stealing our stuff. Come on now. 
He started as a snake, a little slithery thing, and he ends up as a dragon in Revelation because he's going around stealing our stuff. And I don't know about you, but I don't like being stolen from. I don't like any of you. I stand back and see you being stolen from. Do not be satisfied with just settling for the status quo and what everybody else says and what the world says you are. You are not what the world says because you are superhuman. You are a new creation. You are a new being. You have never been seen before. The world has no understanding of us. Don't expect them to understand you. You start saying scripture, you start saying what God is doing. If they're not in the same place, they're going to look at you and think you're odd. Just face it, you're odd. But I tell you what, I'd rather be odd than in that. I'd rather be odd than be stuck in the system, be stuck in the things of the world, being stuck and being beaten around by every stinking thing the devil wants to throw. I would rather be odd any day and I'd rather be odd with you. Yeah? Because that's why we gather together, because we can encourage one another, because sometimes it gets hard out there. It's hard to be odd, I know. It's true, it's hard to be odd sometimes, but I tell you what, we have a treasure within us that is worth more than anything else. And we've just got to grab hold of it and dig into who we are. Instead of being like the million dollars that was given to somebody and they, just, they don't know who they are and so they just live out being poor. They live out being sick and that is their reality. This morning, what is your reality? And does it need to be changed? Who does God say you are? And does it match with who you say you are? Who does God say you are? And does it match with who you say you are? Because that gap has to be closed. If you're struggling with something in your life and it's a hidden thing, that's because that's what the devil loves. He loves us to hide our weaknesses because then he can beat us around the head with them. Yeah? I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to be very transparent. <laughs> All right, because, because I know. Now, this is a funny story. And hopefully it's not going to come back and bite me in some odd way. But uh, when I was a teenager, <laughs> I'd be sitting in church and I would have this strange thing happen. I'm probably going to blush, but anyway. I would have this strange thing happen where I would visualise the preacher and suddenly I'd be like, he'd be up there <laughs> preaching away. And then across my mind, I would see him naked. It's true. And I was so embarrassed. I'd be like, oh God, what's wrong with me? <laughs> You know, and it was like just this random thing. But I keep, I keep months. Actually, it went on for quite a few years. I saw too much, too much nakedness. <laughs> All right. But I kept it hidden because I was so embarrassed. I thought, oh, I'm such a terrible person. I'm seeing the preacher naked and it's just not cool. <laughs> and, and in the end, I brought the hidden thing out. I didn't tell the preacher's wife. I thought that wouldn't be too good. <laughs> But I did go and see somebody that I trusted and I said, look, it's just a ridiculous thing and I keep on, I keep on seeing this person naked. And you know what they said? They said, I'm so glad you told me I've been struggling with that too. <laughs> so it's like you bring the hidden things out and you know what? As soon as I did, we prayed together and bang, that thing shifted because we brought the hidden things out. We brought the things that the devil was, and it was such a silly thing. And I just, I'll be like, I can't look. I'm just, <laughs> I 
just listen. And it was weird. I said, you know, it was because I'm a visual person and no other time did I imagine that. But just it was a distraction and the enemy knew he had got me because I was keeping it a secret and I kept it to myself and I thought, oh, there's something desperately wrong with me. And I'm a terrible person. Now, you're not allowed to have me about this later, okay? But, uh, um, and, yeah, I could say so much, but I'll behave. Um, anyway, and it's like, you just got to bring those things that the enemy is hassling you about into the light. If you uh, know that you're struggling with something, or you know that you're fearful, or you've got a habit, or you've got something that a devil is just whipping you with, bring it into the light and apply the word to it. If you need to confess your sins to one another, do it. You know, tell somebody that you can trust not to spread it around. I'm glad that never got back to him. But anyway, um, yeah, nobody knows. So it's all good who that person was. <laughs> but it's, but it's, we've got to bring things into the light and we've got to stick to, to what our issues are, put the word to it and get fat on it and break off the things that are holding us back in humanness because you are superhuman. That word kainos is an amazing word. That's why I love getting out my Greek and Hebrew and digging into the word because there's treasures in here that say who we are, that you're a new creation, that you are not limited, that you're not stuck. You know, regardless of your family of origin, you have a new family of origin, him. And there is no flaw. There is no shadow of turning. There is no evil or wickedness. There is no genetic downfall. There is nothing but perfection in him. And it says, when you are in him and he is in you, all things have become new. That's awesome, isn't it? All things have become new. We're not constrained anymore by the world. But the only way we're going to be able to walk in that is to get hold of his promises that are yes and amen. So if you're, whatever you're struggling with today, whether it be your bills, whether it be your past, whether it be your family, whether it be just how you see yourself, I just want to encourage you, get hold of his promises. You know, I have them on my phone this morning. I'm going through because we're believing that we're going to be debt free because that's a promise of God. So I'm just getting out because that thing has been tracking us and I am just like, this thing's got to go. And God says, get fat, break that thing off. And we don't, and as Philip says, you don't look for man's way to do it, you go, God, you're just going to do it because you said that. And I call God to account. I say, God, you said this. So I'm calling you to account. You said you would do this for me. And the Bible actually says that the angels hearken to the voice of the word of the Lord. So when you speak it out loud, the angels get busy. I tell you what, you need to get the angels busy, people. They're sitting up there half the time twiddling their thumbs with all the Christians that aren't speaking this. They speak rubbish. If you speak rubbish, they cannot move. They will not move to rubbish. They'll protect us, but I tell you what, they get very busy when you start speaking. They set stuff up. It's very cool. They set stuff up all over the place, and the more you speak the Word of God, the more angels get on that assignment. You know, I've got hundreds of angels very busy, I know, and they track me because I start to see them now, and I know I walk down, and I've got angels following me around, and I've started to see people look at me oddly because I think there's something going on around me. You know, and Sharon says that sometimes she sees this light around me. It's just, you know, God stuff because I'm not human. Sorry, I'm not. I'm superhuman. Yeah? I'm a superstar. <laughs> Sparkly. <laughs> See? Jade sparkle. <laughs> yep. So just, I just want to 
get, get this word. Stick it up everywhere. Write it in a piece of paper. Stick it in your pocket. If the enemy's licking and flogging you or something, you just kick his sorry butt. You know what? He's poo on the bottom of our shoe, people. He is. <laughs> we had a lovely young adult <laughs> when we were doing youth and he sung this show, song. It's uh, it poo on the bottom of my shoe. That's what the devil is. But, you know, what are you getting up and sniffing the poo for? Just wipe it off and get rid of it. You know, like those worries that you just wipe them off. That is poo, those worries. I'm going to talk poo. Ivan, you'll love this. <laughs> he's toilet training. He's in, preparing for toilet training. <laughs> but it's like... It's like those worries are like that. They're like poop. Stop sniffing at it and get the word of God and his promises that are yes and amen. I'll hold on to your promises. Yes? Amen? And let's kick some devil butt and live in the new creation identity of who we are. No more identity crises. You know, we've got to get feisty. And if you need some help, then call on somebody. This room is full of mighty people. Mighty woman and men of God, who if you call on them, they'll be there to pray with you. You call on them and they'll be speaking the word with you. They'll be believing with you. Don't keep things that have been flogging you hidden. You know, I could have gone through 10 years of seeing preachers naked. I'm glad. I don't. I, only, yeah, I won't go there. <laughs> yeah, I'll behave. I love you. <laughs> Look, we're real, aren't we? Yeah. All right, I'll behave myself. <laughs> Let's pray. My children are shaking their heads at me. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> All right, Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for who you've made us to be, that we're not that old person anymore. We're not beaten. We're not broken. We're not sick. Lord, we just declare that we are a new creation in you this morning. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us with your word, that you would encourage us with your word. Lord, where we've had a hard week, Lord, or we're struggling with things, I Father, I pray right now by your Holy Spirit that you would just pour in your strength. Just if that's you, just, just say, Lord, just pour in your strength into me. I need your strength. He says if you cry out to him that he will be there to help you. So, Lord, we just pray for a release of your strength, that you would strengthen us today, and that as we take in your word, Lord, that it would just grow things inside of us, Lord, that we would be so strong and we would be bigger on the inside than we are on the outside, Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll be quick, I promise you can go eat. Okay, um, I just wanted to re- kind of reiterate sharing things that are hidden because last year I went through just a serious kind of like I was hiding something, within, quite a few things within me and they were some pretty serious things and they made me very angry and I didn't even realise and I changed within myself. It was, yeah, it was a real period of time leading up to this and then they were like, Dal kind of said to me, it's time, you need to share. And I was like, no way. How does that work? How is sharing making things better when it's going to affect the people around you? But also, so even, yeah. And then I'd shared and it, there was such a piece about it. It's actually literally like dropping it off. So I just wanted to encourage you that don't be frightened by sharing because it's a peace and a calm that comes with it, even if it's the the weirdest thing, the funniest thing, the scariest thing. It's okay to share. It's, it, yeah, it's really, you let go a part of, and you, and after that, I didn't have any anger. Yeah. I was very angry. (laughs) 
was very angry. And I didn't, yeah, and I'm not a really angry person. So, <laughs> yeah, just encourage you. That's right, because it takes the power out when we, when we just release it and say, you know what, this one has been struggling with or this is time to let this go. And uh, sometimes he does. He asks us to just, you know, go and share that with somebody or you need to talk to that person. And so, I'd, yeah, as Jade says, and it changes. It changes how you are on the inside. You know, we, we, he doesn't want us carrying around weights and things that hold us back. He wants us to be able to run. He wants us to be able to run through life. So um, be blessed this week and, uh, yeah. Know who you are in him. Amen.